Hey guys, it's Karina and this is God Besotted. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, we are going to talk about something that I think is extremely interesting from Genesis 11 about the life of Abraham. We're going to be talking about the call of Abraham and the beginning of his story as uh, the father of faith. And I think it's going to be something that you might not expect. So make sure that you stick around and uh, think it's going to be a good time. So let's get into it. If I asked you to describe God's call of Abraham, you would probably say that God called and Abraham went, based on Genesis chapter 12. That passage begins with four all-important words, Now the Lord said, and then it records God's amazing promises to Abraham. After God had destroyed the earth by a great flood, the people of the world demonstrated their persistent depravity by trying to make a name for themselves. So God chooses one man through whom he would redeem the world, Abraham, and promises instead to make his name great. And you'll probably recall that God called Abraham to leave his country, his family, and his father's house and go to the land which God would show him. God promised to make Abraham a great nation and a blessing to all the families of the earth. After receiving these promises, Genesis 12:4 records that Abraham went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. We read explicitly in verses 4 and 5 of that chapter that Abraham was 75 years old when he left a city called Haran and set out for a land called Canaan. But what if, what if I told you that Abraham's story starts before Genesis 12? Well, I'm reading through the Bible in a year again this year. And I stumbled across two little verses in Genesis that really made me stop and think and did not let me go for days. And these are the verses. Genesis 11, verses 31 through 32. These verses are the last verses of Genesis 11, right before Genesis 12 picks up with the call of Abraham. And they're the culmination of the genealogy of Shem, who was one of Noah's sons, leading all the way up to the generation of Abraham. So let's start in verse 27 to get a little bit of context. It says, Now these are the records of the generations of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran, and Haran became the father of Lot. Haran died in the presence of his father Terah in the land of his birth in Ur of the Chaldeans. Abram and Nahor took wives for themselves. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, the father of Milcah and Iscah. Sarai was barren. She had no child. Verse 31. Terah took Abram his son, and Lot the son of Haran his grandson, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife, and they went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans in order to enter the land of Canaan, and they went as far as Haran and settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. Okay, did you catch that? This was startling to me. It says that Terah, Abraham's father, took Abraham, Lot, and Sarai, and they left Ur of the Chaldeans to enter the land of Canaan, and they went as far as Haran and settled there. The days of Terah were 205 years, and Terah died in Haran. This was startling to me. I was underlining, I was writing question marks in my notebook, I was confused. Why would Terah, Abraham's idol-worshipping father, set out for Canaan, which we know from the scripture soon to follow, is the land of promise. 
And why does scripture repeatedly say, for example, in Genesis 15, 7, later in this narrative, and in Nehemiah 9, 7, scripture repeatedly says that God called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldeans. So does that mean that Abraham came from Ur? It was his hometown, and in that sense, God had called him from there. But in reality, he was called in Genesis 12, as we're about to read, when he lived in Haran, not in Ur of the Chaldeans. Why does scripture repeatedly say he was called out of Ur if we see his father initiating an endeavor to go to Canaan before Abram has received his call in Genesis 12 that we're all familiar with? When was he called or was he called twice? This was the question that has been buzzing around in my mind and that I have spent several hours reading about, cross-referencing and studying so that I could bring you a composite picture that I think is faithful to scripture. And so the answer to these questions that are burning, hopefully in your heart and your mind after you've heard these verses with fresh ears today, the answer can be found by letting scripture interpret scripture as it often can. So in Acts 7, we have a speech made by Stephen, who was a deacon in the early church and the first martyr of the early church. And Stephen is speaking to those Jewish persecutors who are about to stone him. And he says in Acts 7, verses 2 through 4, The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he lived in Haran, and said to him, Leave your country and your relatives, and come into the land that I will show you. Then he left the land of the Chaldeans and settled in Haran. From there, after his father died, God had him move to this country in which you are now living. So, did you catch that? Stephen says the God of glory appeared to Abraham when he was in, it calls it Mesopotamia, that's where Ur was located, before he lived in Haran which is the place it says Terah, Abram, Lot, and Sarai stopped on their way to Canaan. And it is the place in Genesis 12 that we'll read that Abram went forth from after he receives God's call to go that we are familiar with. Okay? Hebrews 11.8 says, By faith Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. So from these scriptures and others, what I have discerned and what I think that we can conclude is that God called Abraham while he was in Ur. We don't have a record of the call other than Stephen's words, but God called him while he was in Ur and Abraham then told his family. And it seems that some of them, including his father, were intent on coming with Abraham and Sarah. Stephen says that Abraham was told to leave his country and his relatives and go to the land which God would show him. Mind you, Hebrews 11 says that Abraham didn't even know where this land was or where he was being told to go. It says that he set out for a land which he did not know. So this was a big step of faith. Archaeologists have discovered and uncovered that Ur was a Sumerian city and it had an extremely advanced culture. We know from Joshua 24 that Abraham's father, Terah, worshipped idols, probably the moon god. That's who was worshipped in Ur and also in Haran. And Abraham, when he received this call of God, he chose to forsake all of that, the advanced culture, the comfort of home, and he chose instead to trust the one true God the God of glory, who Stephen says appeared to him and called him to leave his country, 
and his relatives and go to this unknown land which God would later reveal. So there's a lot to unpack here, and I want to do it in three points if we can. The first point is that faith is stepping into the unknown in obedience, trusting God's word. So we've established that God called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldeans. For whatever reason, Genesis 11, 31 through 32, which we read a moment ago, describes this endeavor, this journey, as being led by Terah, Abraham's father. But the point is, and we know this from Acts 7, and we know this from Genesis 15, and we know this because of Nehemiah 9, the family left their homeland, Ur, because of the revelation of God to Abraham, because God appeared to Abraham and gave him a call. And for an unstated reason, Genesis 11, 31 and 32 says that Terah, Abraham's father, intended to go to Canaan. But we know from that scripture that we just read that they only made it halfway. It says, they went out together from Ur of the Chaldeans in order to enter the land of Canaan, and they went as far as Haran and settled there. Pinpointing, and I have tried, but pinpointing the precise geography of some of these ancient cities is difficult. Um, Archaeologists and scholars are a little bit all over the place because it was so many thousands of years ago. But it does seem, according to the general consensus, that, that Haran, the city where they settled after they left Ur, was 600 miles northwest of Ur in sort of a direct line. It seems that Haran was about 450 to 500 miles from Canaan. So Abraham and his family essentially stopped at the halfway point on their journey to Canaan. So God called Abram while he was in Ur and Abraham went. Abraham didn't leave behind his family yet, but he did leave behind his country. And so two questions come up as a result of this discussion. Why was Terah headed for Canaan? And if the family was headed for Canaan, which scripture says it was, why did they stop in Haran? And the short answer after doing a lot of reading is no one really knows. But here's my two cents. Hebrews 11 says that Abraham left Ur for a land which he did not know, an unknown land. And Genesis 12 affirms the same thing. It says that Abraham set out from Haran and he went to set out for the land of Canaan. That's in Genesis 12 after he receives that famous call from God. He chooses to set out to the same place that his father chose and intended to take the family before they stopped short in Haran. It's not until Genesis 12, 7, once Abraham reaches the land of Canaan, that God says to him, this is the land I'm giving your descendants. And Abraham builds an altar and he worships God. So what are we seeing here? What we're seeing here is gradual revelation. Abraham takes baby steps of faith as God unfolds his plan and makes him promises. And the first baby step was to leave Ur. It was an advanced city. It was where his whole family was from. And he leaves Ur and he goes to Haran. They had a plan to go to Canaan, even though God hadn't yet revealed that Canaan was the land of promise. Why? Simply put, God. A couple chapters after, God calls Abraham in that famous way that we're all familiar with. So this is after Abraham has left Ur and then made it to Haran and stopped there for a few years and then left Haran at the second call of God and made his way to Canaan. In Genesis 15, God says, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land to possess it. The point is that God is always working behind the scenes to move us forward into his promises for us. Abraham didn't know the land that he was called to go to. But he trusted the one who called him. 
And so we're back to the first point. Faith is stepping into the unknown in obedience, trusting God's word. So the question for us is, have we stepped out in faith in obedience to what God has called us to? Some of us at the start of 2022 might be waiting on a word from God, but we won't get one until we've obeyed what God has already said to us. So I would encourage you if there's something, if there's anything that God has called you to do and you know it in your heart and you haven't done it, just do it. Just step out in faith. The story of Abraham, if it shows us nothing else, it shows us that God will take care of the rest. He always does. You may not know where you're going, but you can know for certain that God is faithful. So stepping out in faith as Abraham did, whether or not you know where you're going, is not so much a risk as it might seem at first. Because God is working behind the scenes like he did in this instance with Tara and Abraham. He's working behind the scenes to move us forward into his promises for us. So, second point. Seasons of barrenness are sometimes invitations to separate ourselves and set ourselves apart for God's purposes. We know that because God called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldeans, Terah, Abraham's father, led the family on a journey. They intended to go to Canaan, but instead they stopped halfway and they settled in Haran. We've said that God was working behind the scenes and serendipitously, or we might be better off saying supernaturally, Abraham's family headed for the very land which God would promise to give to Abraham. But they were sidetracked in their journey. Instead of going all the way to Canaan, they settled, the scripture says, in Haran. In Abraham's day, the city of Haran was a commercial center on the main highway linking the Mediterranean coast to the Euphrates River. It was a center, like I said before, of the Babylonian moon cult, and it was probably founded by Sumerians from Ur, the city that Abraham was coming from. Now, the word Haran has several meanings that I found. It can mean mountainous, but it can also mean parched. And from its Akkadian origins, it can mean crossroads. At this point in Abraham's journey, he was told to go and he went, not knowing where he was going. And he did so by faith. He was told to leave his country and his family, but we know from Genesis 11, 31-32, that his family, his father Terah and his nephew Lot, came with him. Interestingly, the name of Abraham's father, Terah, is closely related to the Hebrew word which means wandering or delay. So while Abraham and his family were in Haran, a city filled with idolatry just like Ur, Sarah was childless. God had more for Abraham, so, so much more, and he hadn't appeared to Abraham again yet, but we know that Haran was not the place that God had in store for him. As long as Terah, Abraham's father, was leading this expedition, they were staying in Haran. He delayed the plan and purposes of God in keeping with his name, and the season that they were left in was one of barrenness, one of wandering, and one of delay. They settled, they stopped, they stalled. So my question for us today is, could it be that we're in a season of what feels like barrenness, or dryness, or wandering, because we're delaying, separating from something that God has asked us to separate from. This could be a person, a relationship, which you're trying to bring with you where God's taking you, but God refuses to let you bring. And so you're left stuck, stalled, settled in this place of barrenness and wandering. It could be a habit, indulging in a sin that you are putting off killing, even while it kills you, as much as it's keeping you from the experiencing the promises of God. Maybe you're just 
permitting contentment, complacency, and distractions to lull you into settling where you are instead of getting up and going where God has called you to go. If that's you at all, Genesis 11, 31-32 is an invitation to consider that seasons of barrenness are sometimes opportunities to separate ourselves and set ourselves apart for God's purposes. Even though Abraham took a hiatus in Haran, in which his father delayed his walking into the purposes of God for his life, and they experienced a season of parchedness, as the word heron means, and and dryness and wandering and barrenness, even though he walked through that, God's promises for him were still around the corner. And so we come to the third point. A crossroads is a chance to take up our cross and follow God. Remember I said that heron means parched, but it can also mean crossroads from the Akkadian word. One scholar called Haran, just describing what what the town was like, it was a crossroads trading town. Haran was on a caravan route from east to west. It was a place where people could choose to go one way or to go another way. For Abraham, Haran, his time in Haran was not just a barren season, but it was also a crossroads. It was a moment in time when he had to choose which way he was going to go. Was he going to forsake God's call and do what he had always done and get the same result? Or would he follow God's command and go to an unknown land in hopes of something better, something that he's been promised? And so we read in Genesis 12 that this was where Abraham was called again. Genesis 12, 1 says, Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. Verse 4. So Abram went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And then it says he took his wife, he took Lot, he took their possessions and the people that they had, and they set out for the land of Canaan, and they came to the land of Canaan. Haran was the place where Abram was called again after his father had died. We learned that from Acts 7 when in Stephen's speech. And so his ties to that place were severed. We've just talked about separation. Abraham needed that season of barrenness to allow that separation to happen. And so Haran was the place where he truly left the old behind. And he started to follow God fully, once again in faith, in this new calling that God was giving him. It was a crossroads, a chance for him to decide whether he would forsake the call of God that he received in Ur, or whether he would embrace God's, God's call and fully follow God to this new land that he would show him. Warren Wearsby, who's a Bible scholar, he describes these events in Genesis 11 and 12, and I thought it was interesting, um, the kind of the, the taglines he gave some of these main characters. He calls Nahor, who we've not spoken about, but Nahor was Abraham's brother, and he did not come with Abraham's family from Ur to Haran. He, he didn't go. We learn later that he is in Haran, but he definitely doesn't end up in Canaan with Abraham and Lot. He calls Nahor the man who stayed, and Warren Wearsby calls Terah, Abraham's father, the man who stopped, and he calls Lot the man who strayed 
We know that Lot later would cause a lot of problems for Abraham. Abraham was told not to bring his relatives, but he did bring Lot. And it's not until Abraham separates from Lot that God shows Abraham the boundaries of the land of Canaan, the boundaries of the gift of land that God was going to give him. That's a sermon for another day. But one thing that Abraham was separated from in Haran at this crossroads was his father when his father died. I don't know how many years that was. I don't think anybody knows. But some time passed and his father passed away while they were in Haran. And that is the moment when God called him again. And so Abraham was not like Nahor. He was not the man who stayed. He was not like Terah. He wasn't the man who stopped. And he wasn't like Lot. He was not the man who strayed. Abraham was the man who set out. That's the tagline I'm going to give him. He trusted God, he took God at his word, and he, it says in Genesis 12, went forth as the Lord had spoken to him. He is an example for us of obedience and faith, even though his steps of faith at times were baby steps, they were a bit incomplete, but the gradual revelation he received from God was faithful, and he continued to obey in phases these revelations of God so that he could receive what God had promised him. Instead of choosing to settle in this land, which symbolizes barrenness and symbolizes idolatry and symbolizes dryness and wandering and delay, instead of settling there, he took that land as a crossroads. When he was separated from his father because of his father's death, he said, this is a crossroads. And instead of forsaking the call of God, when God called him again, he went, he set out, he went forth to the land of Canaan. And so the question for us is, if we're at a crossroads in our life, if we've been delaying obeying the plan of God, but we've completed the separation that God has asked from us, as far as separating from sin, from habits or people, um, or desires and dreams that God has not promised us, once we've completed those things, at this crossroads, are we going to choose to take up our cross? Are we going to choose to, like Abraham, leave everything to follow Christ in hopes of a better land, in hopes of what God has promised us? Well, that was a lot of information, and I hope you're tracking with me. And I hope what shines through to you through all these details and these definitions is the faithfulness of God to his people. The line of Abraham, which is begun in these verses we've been talking about, Genesis 11, 31-32, we know goes all the way to Jesus Christ. And through Christ, just as he did for Abraham, God is faithful to use every setback that we encounter to set us up for his purposes. And he uses every delay to drive us to our destiny. No season of barrenness has to define us. No wandering, no disobedience has the final word because we who are in Christ have been saved by grace through faith and will persist in that faith because God keeps us and he won't let us go. Thank you for listening to this episode of the God Besotted Podcast. I hope it encourages you to step out in faith, to separate yourself from what isn't God's best for you and set yourself apart for what is his purposes for you and take this crossroads as a chance to take up your cross and follow him because he is trustworthy. 